I'm your host, Henrietta Barker, and welcome to the Assistant Stories podcast. This podcast exists to inspire, educate, and share fascinating stories from assistants. Each week, I'm sitting down with amazing guests who share with me so much about the work that they do and their careers. We speak about the challenges that they've faced, the setbacks, the triumphs, and the impact that their work has to the people they support. Each assistant that I speak with shares such unique insights into their lives. I have loved speaking with all of them and I hope you enjoy listening to their stories as much as I have. Skevi Constantinou is an executive assistant and the founder of the PA Way, a platform for assistants. Having originally trained as a chef, life threw her a curveball and she had to change career direction. She retrained and became an EA working with many corporates throughout the UK. Skevi's tenacity, positivity and creativity has led her to create an assistant platform that inspires, motivates and empowers assistants, but additionally supports, develops and creates truly unique events for assistants to help them learn and share their experiences with others. Skevi's advocacy for the administrative profession is truly fueled by empathy and compassion, which I think is clear when you hear her speak. Last week in Executive Secretary magazine, which is a huge achievement. When did you get the idea for the PA way? Um, so the, the idea for the PA Way came um, to me in my dreams um, on the 13th of February 2018. Um, so I actually woke up um, having seen the PA Way in my dream um, and I got really excited about the platform. Wow. So when I got up, I tried to Google the PA Way and realise it didn't exist. And then that's when it dawned on me that I'd actually dreamt the concept so I then sat down every day after work um, and started to sketch out the ideas and took it from there. Well, that's a really incredible story. What, Thank what you. Was it, what was the, what was it, how did you envision it when you set out um, in terms of what you were going to offer people and what the PA way would be like? I th- that's a really good question. I think when I saw it in my dream, I was just so excited by it because I just, it I just wanted to see myself and the goal for the PA way and what I wanted to achieve is to make sure that the assistants live like a boss so that they are so inspired and empowered and motivated to do their day jobs, but get to experience everything um, that their bosses would on a smaller scale. Um, And so originally when I started it out, I just thought, oh, it's a little project to work on after work and, see how it goes and then you know three months into it it, after I launched it it just went crazy did it in what way (laughs) it was just really weird like um, assistance was um signing up to the website people were saying can we come to your events um and it was a slow burner at first um because obviously you have to grow your name and put your name out there um but then it just went like into a huge like snowball effect but because I was still working and um, full-time as an executive assistant 
it was trying to just find that balance to work on it in the evenings and on weekends. Um, I mean, last year I only had my birthday off um, and that's it. I used all my annual leave to, to work on the PA way. Wow, that's amazing. And so the <laughs> PA way offers, doesn't it, events and opportunities to meet other assistants and for motivational things. And it's, it's quite a broad offering isn't it in terms of what people can get from being part of it yeah so it's kind of a one-stop shop in the sense of I mean I'm going to be changing a lot of things next year but um you know there's learning and developing uh, development in there and you get to go to the gold class events you get to network with amazing assistants and be part of the squad um and just resources as well so I connect the assistants with the best hotels and suppliers and um, partners of the PA way um, so that they can do their day job so that their bosses think, wow, my assistant's really resourceful and they know what they're doing. But at the same time, the assistant's like, well, I'm a complete all-star because I can do my day <laughs> job if- amazingly. But at the same time, it's going to be me that's drinking the champagne it's me that's going to be staying in the five-star hotel as well because why are assistants made to do all this um, hard work and they're not rewarded? It blows my mind, you know? So that's why I wanted to make sure that the assistants get to experience it firsthand so that they are treated and rewarded, but at the same time, it's actually a resource for them to do their job. Yeah, I can understand what you mean. I think that you might be organising a huge event, but you're attending in a different capacity, aren't you? So you might not be able to enjoy it in the same way as other people. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah, so when we when I go, sorry to interrupt, so when I go to events, when before I do any event of the PA way, I make sure that it ticks all the boxes from what I need as an executive assistant then if the hotel passes my criteria that's when I then put on the events oh that's really interesting because you know that's that's something that you know if I was putting on event I wouldn't I wouldn't know the kind of checklist that you look for and so to have you involved in that way is is hugely helpful isn't it because you're just approaching it from because of your own experience as an assistant and in terms of the events and things and the people that have started to join, because if you in the first three months then started putting on events and things, how was it at the beginning? Was it was it weird kind of putting yourself out there in a different way for the PA way and promoting it and yourself? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it's ner- it's nerve wracking because you're like, who the hell is going to want to come to any of my events? But then, you know, when the first few people turned up, I was like, oh, OK, you know, let's just do this. So, you know, as soon as I launched, I did um, I hired a, a, a cinema. I did a private screening of The Devil Wears Prada. Um, and we um, and they had like Prosecco and popcorn and, and all sorts. And then people did turn up. So I was like, OK. And then I like to push my own boundaries to see how crazy I can get with events. So then I started creating different events and more unusual events. And I was finding that they were selling out in less than 15 minutes. Wow. And I said to the assistants, what, why, are you, why, why is what's so different than going to like another networking event? And they just said, because of how you make us feel. Oh, and that's how amazing feedback. 
yeah so I was like that's so sweet so I um you know it's just um seeing them enjoying the events and then seeing their confidence go up and up at each event so for example last weekend I took them to the Sheraton uh, Grand um, on Park Lane in London an absolutely outstanding venue um and the assistants because they've started to get to know each other they all just um turned up hugging each other oh hi how are you and I don't even need to introduce them anymore because they've they've literally become one squad which is what I wanted them what was what my aim from the start to have a community for people yeah so the PA way community is called the squad so what it's the squad is and the loyal royals um and yeah um and they will just come together and there are people who only come to events maybe a few times a year um just to show their face and get involved and then you have the loyal royals who are amazing and just come to all of the events and experience everything so there's something for everyone I think with the PAA so how often do you have events every month every single month so, yeah so I put on on average at the moment it's because of the day job which I'm um um which I was doing so I was putting on two events a month um and then next year it's just going to be absolutely insane but I'm so excited (laughs) because it's just their their face when I announce the the next event or the emails it's just so sweet (laughs) how many people are involved in the PA way now um I mean I have got a large database um and I do keep my numbers to myself um so yeah, I do cool. have a, a large um I do have a, a large database and there are you know there is a decent amount of membership um it's just an exciting time though because it the the squaddies then see what the loyal royals are getting and then they're just like I've had enough of this I need to level up and then they become <laughs> a loyal royal and I say to them like why have you leveled up and they've just said Skevy, you're putting on five-star overnight weekends in London with spa breaks and this and that, and you're charging £60, you know, for the whole weekend. I've got to be absolutely insane not to book. Um, And not just the events aside, the learning and development that I provide for them, the contacts that I have, um, they're just really happy um, to be part of the PA way, which is my goal to make assistants happy. It sounds brilliant. Those events, Thank yeah, you. I missed out on the London one. I need to go <laughs> to the next one, I think. <laughs> yeah. Next time I'm doing one in London. Yeah. So I was wondering, in terms of the, you know, the PA, the PA way sounds to me like, because I haven't been to one of the events and I haven't experienced it, but it just sounds like it's so full of energy and support for one another. Is that something you, I mean, you've, you have that. I know when we've spoken before, support and enthusiasm for assistance anyway is that something that do you think motivated you to create it and give people this you know opportunity to be part of a bigger community the assistance will always and always 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 cannot stress this enough will always be the heartbeat of the PA way without them there is no PA way and I will just close down the website. They are what makes my heart beat. They are the reason why I do the PA way. 
I absolutely love my industry, just in case you didn't know that already. <laughs> um, yeah, wasn't sure. Just, just, in, yeah, just in case I didn't chat <laughs> about it, I just want to reaffirm, I love the PA industry. Um, and it's just um, making sure that they are rewarded and being treated and acknowledged. And what I wanted to do was create a safe haven yeah. for them so because I've been to PA networking events um you know in the Midlands and other events um outside of Birmingham and uh, you know some of them are very intimidating so you just are walk they? in and you're like whoa you know people are standing there in their cliques with their name badges on and and things and I don't want that because ultimately you know you're not going to get any value out of it and you're not going to see that your network can be your net worth and, you know, just what you can get. So um, with the PA way, there is a lot of energy because I don't do boring corporate vanilla. So I always mm-hmm. say that it's like the unicorn of the PA world. <laughs> and it's like, it's that ice cream sundae that you just keep putting sprinkles on. And um, because we just do things like really different at the PA way, but at the same time, it's, it's a powerful resource for, for assistance. Yeah. So you're bringing the fun element to it as well. But that yeah. comes through in your personality anyway, when we speak, I think oh. that you can tell that you're going to, be you're going to be the person that brings the fun to the table in a situation but it must be a big responsibility to put these events on and things and for you to have that motivation and passion behind it is surely the reason to keep going all the time isn't it yeah I mean you know like I said my prime motivator is the assistance so um you know administrators office support office managers the people that run the offices and the organizations um, are the lifeblood of the PA way. And what excites me is, yeah, okay, you know, I do nice events and the assistants have an amazing time. What excites me is seeing each person who belongs to the PA way, their actual journey of self-discovery. So I've had assistants who joined last year, very shy, very timid, would come to events and kind of, you know, not network because they just felt, um, uh, you know, very, very shy. And now I don't even need to be in the room most of the time because they're like hosting their own little party on the table or they're walking and just like hugging everyone. And, and that's the whole reason of the one squad, one voice, because they are, they, their confidence as um, being part of the PIO has just gone through the roof. And that's what means the most to me because you're helping people understand their self-worth and realize they do have a purpose they do belong in the organization and if anything they're the office celebrity in my eyes so they're the ones that are famous in that respect I couldn't agree with you more I mean I'm because you know I'm not obviously you know I'm not PA and I'd be a terrible terrible PA because I don't have the skill set to be able to do it and I I really Having interviewed thousands of PAs and office and business support talent over the years, I'm completely in awe of what you're capable of achieving and bringing to the table. I think that the conversation has to change, doesn't it, in terms of how assistants are 
represented within a business and valued in a different in a different way do you think that's part of what the PA way stands for uh yeah a, a lot of it is is that um I think we have a very long way to go if I'm being yeah. honest um I but the good thing is it's such an exciting time now to be an assistant whether you're part of the PA way or other platforms or whatever it is um I just think it's that whole um, sticking together and inspiring change. Um, because if we all celebrate each other's successes and people keep going to the PA way or other networks and networking and going um, to learning and development, then ultimately the voice of our profession will start being heard even more. And then that's when people are going to say, well, hang on, we need to take a bit more notice um because there will be like this uprising of assistance um and I'm just so blessed to have even been gifted with the thought of doing the PA way but at the same time having these beautiful assistants in my network and being surrounded by the most amazing leaders in the industry who I'm just in awe of and so yeah it's a it's a huge blessing it's a real privilege, isn't it, to be able to Amazing, watch people yeah. develop and yeah. and change their perspective about their abilities and their strengths as well, I imagine. Because I know that a lot of assistants are in really isolated roles, aren't they? Or there may just be one or two assistants or support staff within a business. And that separation of, well, that feeling of, potential separation with a business not in all businesses but it can be an isolating position to be in can't it yes and it's so interesting you saying that so um you know obviously I um I'm now moving on to a different chapter in my life in terms of um my job yeah but you know for the last few weeks I've been at home yeah uh, and I I mean I adore virtual assistants anyway but I have such a newfound respect for them because I was at home for a few weeks and it is the most isolating thing. And believe me, I know you're not going to believe this, but I'm actually like a huge introvert um, when it comes to energy. Um, and that's how I recharge. But being at home, there's only so many cups of Yorkshire tea that I can make. There's okay. only there's only so many times I can fluff my cushions. And I literally became like this curtain twitcher. So I kept going over to the curtains every five minutes. And I somehow decided to take the role of becoming neighborhood watch and started seeing who's who's on benefit fraud. I saw that, you know, the, the, I became on a first name basis with the postman. It's just it's insane being being an assistant that is not surrounded by anyone yet virtual assistants are some of the most credible people that I have in the PA way and in my network and fair play to them for being able to work at home and not have just the things that we take for granted so for example you know standing at the printer and talking to somebody or you know saying hi to the catering staff at work and having a bit of a chat with them just little things that you take for granted working in an office virtual assistants don't have that you no. know um, so I have such a newfound respect and love even more for, for VAs because 
they what they do is hard really hard you've got to make sure that you're not going into like this hole of loneliness because I think by what week six I, I started talking to the wall I became like Shirley Valentine <laughs> I, was like, I was like I have no one <laughs> I have like so many thousands of assistants in my network but I'm so lonely <laughs> it's just, it was honestly it was crazy <laughs> it's really hard to work from home it's hard I think it's hard if you're not if you don't have people, whether you're at home or you feel isolated in your job in an office, you yeah, know, it's, still, it's still really difficult, isn't it? If you don't have the community to kind of pass the time of day. And I wonder, do you think that assistants, due to the nature of their roles, have or struggle with that more than perhaps other people within the business? Do you think there are double standards that assistants suffer from? Um, in terms of potential for training and the way that they are integrated within a business. I would really yeah. love from your point of view because I haven't experienced that personally. But Oh, this is, this is where I get a bit slightly redhead fire um, because I, and it, it wakes up the fiery redhead because <laughs> it blows my mind how organisations are able to invest and have a budget to train you know the staff in, in their employees but when an assistant wants to take training it's like no and I'm not saying this is the, this is all companies but the majority no. of assistants that I know in the PA way this is the feedback I get from them and yeah. they say to me I ask my boss if I can go on training and they tell me to leave the room I ask my boss if I can go for training and they say you're paying for it yourself and you have to take a day and you'll leave so the assistant then starts losing out on their skill set and being able to level up and become more, more developed because they're so petrified of asking their executives or their companies to go on training. And Lucy Brazier from um, Executive Secretary Magazine recently did a campaign um, to say, um, ask for training. And yes. that went really, really well. And there needs to be more campaigns like that. Um, because, you know, she's obviously like such a huge influence in the, the assistant world. So, you know, when the powers of above are talking, you know, that's when hopefully employers um, start actioning. Yeah, I think it, it, it. when you mentioned that to me first about having to take a day's annual leave and paying for the training yourself, I was really shocked and surprised. And I, I felt a bit naive, really, imagining that more employers would be more supportive of providing training for assistants. What what kind of reasons do people give, do you think, for not offering that? I know, I know. Yeah, I know assistants who have actually rang in sick and that's how desperate they were to go on this training course that they wanted to go on. And they rang in sick because they said, you know, I'm, I'm never going to be allowed to go. I don't have any annual leave left, but I really, really want to go on this training. Skevy, what should I do? And I, I was like, well, have that honest conversation with your employer. And then their employers refused them. So it was almost like desperate times, desperate measures. And they've booked off, um, they've gone in sick. Um, I mean, myself as well, I've, I've had to um, beg for training and literally beg for training in um, previous roles 
And the employers said no, because one, it takes you out of the office. So how am I going to get through my day as the boss? And that, I think, is the biggest hurdle. And then secondly, they say, well, you're just an assistant. We're not going to use the marketing budget on you. And also, we don't want you out of the office having a jolly. And I'm, and I'm like, you think I'm going on this training to, like, throw glitter around and, you know, yeah. go crazy? <laughs> that's, that's not what's happening. It's, it's learning and development so that I can be a more resourceful assistant to you so that, you know, it's almost um, empowering and leveling up the executive as well because they will be more productive as a result of my training. Um, But at the moment, the people that I know in my um, community, it's just falling on deaf ears. So that's why next year I'm doing a lot more learning and development training um, to hope start to get the message out there. Yeah, it seems to me that then... You know, what you're saying is is that the onus is always on the assistant to improve. And I was wondering in terms of your career about building relationships with the people that you support, because you've you've worked as a a PAEA for a long time, haven't you? After starting out as a chef, I believe, which is amazing. Tell me a bit about your career in that respect. Um, so when I left school, all I ever wanted to do was be a chef and go live in France, um, and live the French dream because I am French at heart, even though I'm pretty English Cypriot and, um, and, uh, and, uh, I just have a huge, huge love interest with, with France and I just love everything French. So I wanted to go training and, um, you know, fine dining, which I did for four years, And then as soon as I qualified, I had an accident and the doctors said it was game over. You have to train in something else. So I ended up in the industry by default because I wanted to be somewhere that was really high pressured, still being able to multitask and working a team and work on my own if I wanted to, but be surrounded by, um, you know, really ambitious people. Um, And I trained as an assistant um, and then worked for various different people um, as administrative support and then turned up one day into the CFO's office and told him I'm going to be your next PA and he thought I was absolutely insane and then a few weeks later he hired me and I actually said to him I said why did you hire me and he goes because I liked that you just asked you came in and said I'm having that job even though he wasn't recruiting he goes so I made it uh, um, I made the vacancy so that I could hire you. I love that story. That's yeah. so brilliant. I think it was. I think it was around the time as well um, that I got diagnosed with my medical condition. So I think my mindset at the time was, you know what, life is too fragile and too short to be thinking what if. Um, yeah. And I was very much the kind of girl that was what if, what if, and now since since like the age of 17 it's like what now so I just thought I go in there the worst you can do is say no but it turned out to to uh be in my favor what a brilliant story and so great <laughs> that you went in I love the idea of you just going in and saying right this is the way it's gonna be but that uh, of confidence is essential isn't it to be able to do your job well too I mean I feel yeah. like assistants have to have 
I, I mean, when I when I worked um, for a larger agency recruiting, I used to run a temp desk. And I used to send people into businesses just for a day or a few weeks. And I just couldn't believe how confident and capable they were because I'd hate to have to go into different businesses or pick up, you know, where somebody left off and and feel that I was actually doing my job really well. There seems to be this trait in terms of assistance about their knowing some of their self-worth and the confidence to be able to do the job well because you're doing so much of it on your own aren't you in terms of supporting yeah I think with and that's a really valid point because you know that with my job I am confident in to yeah. an extent um but very vulnerable in certain areas but that's just because of my own personality so for example I'm a, I love getting feedback whether it's you know negative or positive because yeah. I use that to to um to learn more about myself but what I don't do well in is say if someone is quite rude or maybe not as emotionally wired or they're quite um bossy um yeah. you know and, and shout at you I, I don't do well with things like that because I hate hate confrontation um I don't do well in situations where you have to argue with people um but with that with that said I will argue till kingdom come about the assistant industry it's just really weird um you know and with 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 that I know a lot of assistants who are quietly confident so you'll look at them and you'll be like wow they're so shy they're so timid you know they're they're so fragile and then they produce a document or they do a PowerPoint presentation and it's like, you know what, just drop the mic and leave the room because you are an absolute legend and you wouldn't even think it. Um, So yeah, I think, I think you have to know your strengths and play on your strengths and then develop the areas that you, you you know, you want to use to level up. Absolutely. I think that the learning and development side of being an assistant I, I, is something that I'm just sort of starting to learn more about. I mean, I've been aware of courses and things that are going on, but what kind of things do people, do you find that people are kind of drawn to in terms of their development? As in what kind of courses they like? Yes, exactly. Um, so the assistants from the PA way, the feedback that I've got, um, and we were actually having this debate at an event um, recently, I have a few assistants who live, breathe, minute-taking. They absolutely right. love it. Whereas the others, like myself, cannot stand it. Um, so people say, oh, we want to go minute-taking courses. Other people say, I want to learn how to be more um, efficient at event management. Um, others just want to learn about the industry as a whole. Um, and so it just depends the kind of um, skill set that they that they want. Yes, because the assistant, being an assistant is so varied, isn't it? And the assumption is, is that if you're employed in as, as an assistant, you're going to be good at all these different areas already. But th- that's not the case, is it, all the time? I mean, we're all learning and developing in our careers, but depending on the business, there's lots of variables, aren't there, for an assistant when they're coming into a job? 
Yeah, and I think, like I said, you have to play on your strengths. So, for example, my last boss, who was really, really lovely, um, he said to me, he goes, Skevy, he goes, I've been here for 20 years. He goes, you've been here for five months. And he goes, the amount of people that you know on a first-name basis, he goes, blows my mind. He goes, I've never, ever seen anything like it in all my years of having an assistant. But it comes naturally to me because I'm always the kind of person to give somebody the time of day and I want to make sure that people feel acknowledged, whether it's the CEO or the cleaner or, you know, the person in the staff restaurant. Um, But at the same time, if you ask me to do anything with Microsoft Excel, I will be crying on the inside because, oh oh my gosh, I cannot stand... Just honestly, that word just really, and, I, and the worst thing was, I my predominantly my career has been in corporate finance. So, <laughs> so, that's a lot of Excel. <laughs> that's a lot of pressure to not know Excel on a basic level and be surrounded by accountants. And uh, you know, and it's um, <laughs> and it was really interesting because um, I needed help actually with an Excel spreadsheet, and someone said to me, and um, there's this guy. Um, he's an Excel like genius and I went over to him and I was like can you help me please <laughs> and he he's just phenomenal and he's just turned out to like be one of my closest friends so I'm kind of grateful for Excel for making me new friendships but I genuinely cannot stand the program um, <laughs> yeah but ask me to do event management or ask me to um, you know outsource you something or find the most like you know the rarest caviar in the world I'll be able to do that. Ask me to do a pivot table. It's like, shut down from Skevy. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no. When you just said pivot table, I just lost interest. And you're really, really (laughs) riveting, but it's to do with Excel. I can't cope. My brain just shuts down. (laughs) Yeah, there's Excel. And then my PowerPoint is just ridiculous it's shocking how can I be an executive assistant and not even be able to produce a powerpoint that isn't just a picture and just a bullet point um (laughs) and I actually sent off a powerpoint I did to my friend who's amazing at powerpoint and she went she went who did this was it a child and I was like, yeah, uh, yeah I got my 10-year-old niece to have a go because uh, I was that ashamed. <laughs> and she's like, I, I know it's you. She goes, because of the choice of pictures. Um, I think it was a motivational one. And there was a picture of a Care Bear around like three times in the PowerPoint. <laughs> so she knew it was, so she, she knew it was me because of my love of Care Bears. <laughs> yeah, we both share the love of Care Bears, don't we? That's, that's one of the things that connects us. Uh, honestly it's a close call between care bears and my assistants but I also think that you know my assistants would always take priority (laughs) (laughs) you're a natural it sounds to me you know like you really are a natural connector of people from kind of building the relationships in the office and then what you're doing with the PA way it's the same kind of thing isn't it it's a care of Mm -hmm. people and wanting to encourage and support people do you think that's something that's run all the way through your career that's such an interesting question um I think my I think because of the type of personality that I am my heart is like the thing that controls me the most so you know um for example my husband he's he's you know a psychologist so he's all about his brain whereas I'm dictated by my heart and I just feel 
that I've always had this need to help people since I was an, um, you know, a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even at nursery, um, when we used to have like a teddy bears picnic and, you know, people would bring their teddies in um, and one of one of them was ripped, I would like cry because I felt that teddy bear was <laughs> was not able to join the teddy bear's picnic. That's how sad I am. Um, <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just such a huge empath. I really am. And I think with the PA way, I want to help these people in these amazing, brilliant assistants to understand their self-worth and realize how awesome and brilliant they are. Because I tell you what, I have been conditioned to think that I'm not a good assistant, that I'm never going to be anything and that sort of thing. But you have to step away and realize, you know what, that's just a reflection of them and not a reflection of me. Um, So what harm is it that I am doing by trying to help people in any way, shape or form? Um, so yeah, I think for the rest of my life and it will always be that I'm always going to be helping people and connecting people. Um, you could say to me now, Skezzy, do you know a travel agent or somebody? And I'll be like, yeah, that's fine. I'll email it over to you in five seconds. You know, yes. um, it's that kind of thing. I think it must've been really painful then to be criticized in terms of your career. If, if this is, you know, for assistants who are, working in businesses and not given the recognition that they deserve that is a theme isn't it that's run through being an assistant you know since the beginning of assistance in companies I think that from what I see too I've experienced that and heard from other assistants that they felt the same way I think it's a really sad situation to be in isn't it it is and I think the reason I found it hard was because I originally trained in hospitality you are rewarded so even so like I said in the um uh in the profile that I did for executive secretary magazine you know I would have head chefs screaming at me telling me that I was worthless some of the things they used to say if HR were there there would be lawsuits. That's how bad it gets sometimes during service. But I tell you what, once those plates are out and they've, you know, the customers are happy, the chef comes over to you like nothing has happened, starts hugging you, high-fiving you, saying, well done, you've did an amazing job, your food looked amazing. And you're like, oh my gosh, you know. And then you realize it's just the heat of the kitchen talking. What I found in the corporate world is people have no qualms in telling you how bad you are at your job or, you know, um, telling you that you are, how dare you have aspirations and this and that. But at the same time, it's these people that aren't then reinvesting in you to say, okay, Skevy, for argument's sake, you're really bad at Excel. We're going to put you on an Excel training course. These Mm -hmm. things didn't happen. It was just, this is just hypothetically speaking. Skevy, yeah. you're really, really bad at Excel and you suck at Excel. So let's just leave it at that. So it's like, well, yeah. okay, then I'll go off and do my own self-learning on YouTube or ask my brilliant friend in the office to help me on Excel because you guys aren't going to do anything to invest in me where you're seeing that I need learning and development. And that's what I'm finding with the assistants. They're crying out for training 
the employers aren't doing much about it. So it's to the heavyweights of the industry, like Lucy Brazier and Bonnie Lowe-Craman and, you know, all these amazing people mm-hmm. to, to start reinforcing it that you need this training. Yeah, and endorsing it, I suppose, as well, yeah. isn't it? It's giving yeah. people the confidence to go and to go and get what they need. I wonder what you think about how roles are changing for assistants. You know, like we hear a lot, don't we, about AI coming in and chief of yeah. staff roles and you know, how to kind of future proof your career. From the people that you meet through the PA way do you feel that they are aware of or are you aware of a change within the industry look there there are going to be tech you know technology advancements and things like that and I'm still very much stuck in the dark ages with technology alongside um a lot of the assistants that I know but Mm -hmm. I feel the assistants that I know feel that it's not happening yet so they're not getting worried about it whereas I feel like the London assistants are more um aware of what's going on I don't know whether it's a geography thing I I don't know because um you know Jeremy Burrows um who's a brilliant EA in the States um you know he talks very actively about these things and Diana Brandle who's a trainer she talks Mm -hmm. a lot about these kind of things so you know, the, it's a hot topic, but I also think a lot of myself included, we're kind of pulling a blind eye and I'm like, oh, if it happens, yeah, then that's fine. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's understanding it, I guess. But tra- change is definitely on its way. Yeah, I think from the assistance that I speak to, um, a lot are kind of trying to move into or are moving into these kind of chief of staff roles within businesses as a natural progression. Um, maybe the, I, I would say that some of the roles that they're doing, um, they're not different. It's that the terminology is becoming different in terms of recognition. And so maybe that's something that's changing here. But I think that you're right. Those people speak so well and start the conversation don't they about what people imagine to be coming in the future and how people can future proof their kind of careers and things so there has been a lot of change over the last few years yeah. hasn't there but I think the biggest change is that is that more and more people like yourself are coming forward and prepared to start networks and and support assistance in terms of what they need there seems to be a, a different feel in the last three or four years from my perspective about what's available for assistance do you think that that's a change that you've noticed for yourself as well yeah I mean you know I get this question asked a lot people say to me you know there's other Birmingham PA networks there's other PA networks outside of the West Midlands are you yeah. or in, are you in competition with them, um, and things like that? And I and I say no. Why on mm-hmm. earth am I in competition with any PA platform on the planet? Because ultimately, the end game is that they are showcasing assistance, putting on learning and development for assistance, and award ceremonies and everything. So to me, that's like yes, you know, more people yeah. are raising the profile for assistance so I'm not in competition with absolutely anybody and if anything 
there needs to be more PA networks out there because like I said, the more we talk about it, these, uh, these companies are going to have to say, you know what, you know, the, the, the two grand course that we're paying for the accountant, we really should be putting our assistance on a, you know, on a training course to that effect so that they can come back in. Um, but I think the obstacle I personally feel with training and that sort of thing is that the employers won't let the assistants go out of the office because who's going to look after the executives? Yeah, I mean, that's so short-sighted, isn't it? Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, it's just... And the, the training out there at the moment is absolutely brilliant. I mean, you know, there's... I'm sure assistants can find training in their in their network but you know lucy brazier does executive secretary live which i'm going to um in march next year and um, she does the modern day assistant uh, you've got paul pennant with his uh, brilliant microsoft training um there's just a practically perfect pa have the some of the best templates and downloads that you can possibly get um, I think what Nikki Christmas does is brilliant. So there's just there's just so much out there and it's just realising which one you want to join to or what you can take from each platform. Yes, and I think also it just everybody is so friendly and having <laughs> to be involved because, you know, it seems, you know, you're a real advocate for assistance, aren't you? And for change and support for assistance. And I think that that really shines through when you're talking about what you're doing with the PA way. It's really, really lovely to hear. Thank you. I mean, look, change never happened by anybody standing still. And I feel people say to me, you know, I've had it a lot this year, you know, um, they've said to me some hurtful things like, um, you know, you're just an assistant with a pipe dream um these are people who are not assistants by the way um yeah. it's uh, you know you you know big the big people at the top and they're just yeah. saying you know you're, you're an assistant with a pipe dream you're never going to be anything um, and I turn around and say to them at the end of the day I can risk everything or forever sit with my dreams because even if I had one assistant and they say to me Skevy because of the PA way I sat at that board table and in the meeting, and I took the minutes, but then I was asked questions as the strategic business partner that I am for my boss. That's yeah. that's it. I'm throwing in the towel. I'm like, you know what? That's brilliant because that is what it's all about. And executives need to be seeing the worth of any PA network and, and platform. You know, yeah. there's some brilliant award ceremonies um, that happen, um, uh, you know, as well. And that's, that showcasing the, the the achievements of assistants as well so I'm all for the awards and things yeah they also look really good fun don't they <laughs> yeah you know what it's a brilliant celebration it's an absolute yeah. brilliant celebration um you know that they do um to to acknowledge the assistants um and it's just for the assistants which is brilliant it's not just oh these are the finance awards and let's just throw in an award for pa of the year it is only about assistance so it's brilliant yeah completely it really it really is great to see people being recognized for their work isn't it in a formal way yeah and, and to be able to get again meet more assistants as part of that process because the community is developing and changing which is really exciting you know 
I I really like it when you've spoken about Paul and Lucy and Nikki, you know, and Jeremy Burrows in the US, who are all bringing so much to the table, and we're all starting to get to connect, which is fantastic. And yeah, no, they're brilliant. They're just, they are, you know, they're and, really... and you've got Bonnie in America. You know, I, I actually joke, I, I always say Lucy Brazier is my queen bee because obviously she's based over here. So I'm like, <laughs> she's my queen bee. And then I say Bonnie is like the first lady of America. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're just so iconic, both those women. And they are true testament to what I personally look up to in women in the sense that they are all for collaboration over competition they are um, empowering women who want to make a difference or empowering assistants you know it's just they're just icons and I cannot say enough about them really they are incredible aren't they and they were oh, yeah. out there telling everybody all of this you know, for, for, for a long time to try and raise awareness and keep the support for everyone, which is incredible. Yeah. And I know you've got the PA Way Christmas party <laughs> coming up, which I'm really <laughs> sad that I'm not going to be at because it looks really good fun. I've already looked at oh. the menu. I've picked out everything I was going to have. But oh. what's <laughs> coming up for the PA Way next year? Right. So next year. So, okay. So next week um, I have the PA way Christmas pajama party, which is going to be crazy. Wow. Then I have the PA way um, Christmas party, which is a ski lodge theme because I thought, why shouldn't I have a ski lodge in a hotel? I agree. <laughs> That's the one that yeah. I come to. <laughs> yeah. And then I've got a winter, uh, winter wonderland showcase with a hotel at the end of uh, beginning of September, sorry, at uh, December. Oh my God. Dates. Dates have all gone in my brain that I've melted. Um, okay, and I then, can't believe it's December next week. It's just too oh, much, isn't it? It's no wonder. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's crazy. And then next year, yeah. next year, um, I've got a very, very busy first quarter. Um, and then I am doing the PA Way vacay, which is in May. Yeah. Um, so they are going to need their passports for that one. <laughs> And get them out of the country. And then June, 13th of June, uh, is Rock and Glow, which is my mini festival. Um, so that is the PA Way's rendition of a learning and development well-being day, but without being boring as hell. So it's actually <laughs> a mini festival um, with glitter and flowers and well-being and the best speakers um, in the industry. So that's happening. And then more events um, from August onwards. They sound amazing. The PA Way vacay. What a brilliant idea. <laughs> yeah. when, did you, yeah. when, did you, when did you come up with kind of the idea of going away with everybody? Because they're often just one or two day events, aren't they? The trainings rather than kind of really getting to know people and traveling together. Yeah. So I when I... Every year, um, every few months, sorry, I kind of make a little mini goal list of things I want to do with the PA way. And the first one for me was to get them out of the country. Um, yeah. And that's happening in May. I've then got two more tick exercises that I want for next year. And I'm doing one, which I'm not going to say, in November yeah. um, ne next year. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to take them away because at the end of the day, the bosses get to live the jet set lifestyle 
and go go to all these brilliant places but the assistants don't get to experience anything as well you know I've worked for bosses who are like oh I'm going I'm going to Canada or I'm going to you know um Thailand on business and then I'm the one that's putting their itinerary together it's like one day of business meeting and then six days of leisure <laughs> you know, <That> nice. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, dude, who are you trying to kid? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's a holiday. Yeah, <laughs> as part, as part of my um, job description, I have to come back with a sound knowledge of Thailand. <laughs> so, yes, that's right. It's essential. Essential for me to know all the best places to eat out. <laughs> yeah, for business growth. Um, so that's what I wanted to do with the assistants: is get them on on a goddamn plane and take them abroad so that they can drink and eat and go on excursions and do all sorts. So that's happening in um, May next year. And tell me about Rock and Go, because this really, this I find really, really fascinating because you've mentioned <laughs> glitter and I was sold at the glitter part. So <laughs> what, what's it? It's a mini festival for learning and development. Is that right? Yeah, so it's kind of going to be if the Care Bears did a festival. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so just basically what I'm trying to say is lots of wellness, lots of kindness um, and colour, um, which is the Care Bear theme. And yeah. then it's just going to be, um, it's for the rock star assistant who is a glow getter um, and it's you can take the track of whether you want to go team rock and then that's just all about learning and development on the day so seeing all the brilliant speakers talking to the uh, the suppliers of the PA way or you can go more glow and do pilates on the lawn and have some spa treatments that sort of thing do mindful coloring or you can do both so it the, the choice is there it's really informal there's no strict agenda um you can choose what speakers you want to see on the day um there's going to be t-shirts and lanyards and glitter stations and hair braiding um there's just so much and i'm so happy because there's going to be yorkshire tea as well well, that's the reason to go yorkshire tea and everyone's in because it's the best it's absolutely the best but that just sounds lovely because i think I think it's an interesting balance when you talk about the rock and glow. I like the fact that to offer both parts of learning and development, not just the sort of formal, more structured things in terms of advancing your knowledge set, but also to have some fun and relax and take some time for yourself. All of those things are things that assistants need, aren't they? And it just I think it's a great way to showcase all of it and have it all available for people. Yeah, I mean, who said learning had to be boring? You know, no, why why can't why can't I get a group of assistants, sit them down in front of the most influential speakers in the industry, but at the same time, they can go and have candy floss, they can go and do some yoga, um, they can go and do some um, henna tattoos and things like that. Why, why, has, why have we all got to stick them in a boardroom staring at a PowerPoint, you yeah, know? Um, yeah, so I'm releasing all the information next year, everything that you get with your tickets, um, you know, who's going to be there. So that gets all announced next year. Fantastic. 
And how can people get in touch with you and find out more about the PA Way? Um, so there's the website, the paway.co.uk. They can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm very responsive. Uh, they can email me um, at info at the paway.co.uk uh, or just do what is best and start coming to the event, level up, become a loyal royal, understand your self-worth and, yeah, just join us for this journey, which is a very colourful coach <laughs> full of <laughs> and brilliant assistance um powered by unicorn dust i guess <laughs> so, what so, yeah. could be better than that that just sounds amazing <laughs> i really really have loved talking to you and i like and dedication and passion for what you're doing really really shines through and i think thank that you it is fantastic that you are supporting others especially coming from a position where you've experienced the lack of support yourself from the people that you've worked with and I think that it does really shine through and it really gives people a lot of encouragement that there are others who want to spend time together look after each other's interests and like you said become the loyal royals so that you can all stick together it's been a real pleasure talking to you no likewise and I just wanted to say um first of all thank you for having me um on the podcast but secondly thank you for doing what you do uh where you recruit and place uh, assistants into roles um and just nurture their whole you know career journey so from my heart thank you for doing that for the industry as well oh that's really kind of you thank you so much Skebby thanks for your time it's been fantastic Thank you for listening to this week's Assistant Stories. If you enjoyed listening to this interview, please rate, review it and share it with friends.